Welcome to The Common Share, a podcast about the opportunities and challenges of developing cooperative businesses. The Common Share is produced by Cooperatives First, a business development firm increasing awareness and understanding of the co-op business model and supporting cooperative business development in rural and Indigenous communities across Western Canada. For a backgrounder on co-ops and a better way to do business, visit our website, cooperativesfirst.com. That's cooperativesfirst, all one word, dot com. The site has lots of great business development tools and resources for groups forming new ventures. I'm Asa Marshall, and I'm joined today by my colleagues Kyle White and Audra Kruger. So today we're going to be talking about representation on boards and the importance of having diverse boards of directors. So Audra, Kyle, I'll pose you the first question. What benefits are there to having diversity on boards of directors? Well, this is something that uh, I think most of us agree upon, but it's basically, um, for me anyway, diversity in opinion. So there's any any good idea is a good idea, no matter where it comes from. And um, if you have different thinkers on your board with different life experiences, they're going to bring a diversity of opinions. So it's seen challenges from different sides and opportunities from where maybe some people don't see them. And so if you have that diversity embedded in your boards, you're more likely to be successful as an organization because you're just going to have uh, more ideas around the table, fresh ideas around the table. And you're going to have people who are maybe if you if you're looking at age diversity more in tune with what um you know young people are are on about or you know what elderly folks are looking for or need i mean you know justin trudeau says it a lot that we're canada's stronger because of its diversity not in spite of it and that's a little bit cheesy but there's probably some truth in there a lot of organizations that i've joined i'm often one of the younger members by virtue of being 25 you know, there's not a lot of other 25-year-olds on boards. And in all the other organizations I am involved with, the median age is probably, you know, close to 60 or 70, just because retired people have time and they're often serving on boards. So with difference of opinion, I mean, it's huge in how you make decisions. Getting to examine a problem or something from different perspectives is always important. But if you're on a working board, for example, the diversity of skills that people bring to the table is really, really great. So while an older individual who's been involved with many different organizations has lots of experience with, you know, legislation or managing the books, nine times out of ten, they won't have a very good sense of how to build a website for that organization, how to run its social media, and how to market or brand the organization. Whereas younger people, especially ones who are fresh at a university, do have really neat ideas. They spend time you know, studying organizations and are jazzed to try out these new things. So giving them an opportunity to affect that sort of change can be really cool. Mm-hmm. There's an academic by the name of Paige who's written some really good books and articles about the importance of, of diversity um, in organizations. And he talks about how obviously you should be striving for diversity of thought, skills and opinion, but also, of course, ethnic, gender, ability, all those different kinds of of diversity are important to seek out, but not just for um, tokenistic reasons. It's, It's obviously important not to be recruiting people because you need to just tick a box, um, but also recognizing that 
the diversity of skills, opinions, worldviews, experiences that you're looking for are going to be more prevalent if you also have a diversity of people from different identity backgrounds. It's just going to be more inherent in the decision-making process and in your organization. And so it is always beneficial to be seeking out people from different backgrounds, assuring that your board isn't all of one type of person. I know we, we probably all know of boards where Almost everyone at the table is white and maybe all or mostly uh, male. And while those organizations uh, may be effective, at some point they're going to run into issues because everyone is mostly coming at problems from very similar perspectives, even if they have different skill sets, but have mostly come from basically the same sort of general experiences in the world and therefore might be blind to solutions that other people might come up with may not recognize problems that people that aren't like them might have going forward. So incorporating that kind of diversity into a board is also very important for a lot of reasons. So I have a diversity nightmare, which is like the opposite of all the things that you just talked about. So this big egg co-op, um, not from this country, um, I attended and it was a sea of um, like my dad kind of things. Like, oh, there's my dad. No, that's not my dad. Oh, there's uncle. No, that's someone else. So they all kind of look the same. And so there was, um, the, you know, good for them. Ernest, they had a workshop on diversity. And I thought, okay, this is going to be really great. Led by a fantastic woman who's done research in this area. And there is um, research, very solid research out there that looks at corporate boards and sort of equates success and links that back to diversity. So corporate boards with female, this is looking at females only, female directors are more likely to be financially successful. So boom, there it is, people, get some women on your board. So that's what the conversation was about in this sea of, of white men. <laughs> and so I end up at in on a table and we're discussing this and they're looking at me like I'm, you know, uh, an animal in the zoo, you know, I'm one <laughs> of the few women in the room and they're all listening to me with, on the edge of their chair. So, you know, are you on boards? Oh, yes, I'm on two boards. Well, how did you get on these boards? And they're all waiting with bated breath. And I just said, well, somebody asked me. You have to ask. And so it, the, the, the recruitment um, strategies don't have to be complex. It's, it's particularly women need to be asked, I would argue, um, at least in my case, because, you know, maybe I'm just making this stuff up, but I think it's quite common for women to feel like, ah, you know, I don't need to contribute in that way or somebody else will get that one for me or I've got too much going on or I got kids and all that kind of stuff. But actually for someone to say, you know, that incentivization of the, yes, we want you for the following reasons is, is really, really important. So, you know, sadly, I ended up saying, oh, yeah, I'm on these two boards. And they, you know, from this big co-op, they're all getting paid for their time. My small boards, I was not. So they were surprised at that, you know, that I wasn't being compensated. And then they said, how's it going? And both boards were going really, really poorly. And I was really stressed out. And, and unfortunately, I almost cried and said, they're going terrible. So I don't know what, what that is worth. But um, it was a really interesting uh, view into how they were sort of fumbling towards wanting diversity, but not really knowing how. And then, you know, fast forward after that happening, there's, you know, this evening session on young producers and and this is the future of the organization. This is the future of, of farming. And so these young farmers are there. And so they, they there was the male and female, typical partners. And uh, there was a mic that went around for them to introduce themselves. And every single 
partnership, the man grabbed the mic. Even when I saw a woman reach for it, he went over top of her hand and grabbed it. And so what I talked to them about, you know, the sort of the higher ups in the organization, the management, I said, you've got to give the mic to the woman. You just have to go in there and do that. And they also had this somewhat awkward and weird thing where they would have like the young producers of the year and they would stand on stage and do this opening session and such. And um, again, it was the woman didn't speak. She was there and the man did all the speaking and talked about his father and his grandfather. And, and so, you know, women's contributions were um, invisible. And so this is like the wider environment, right? So it's no surprise that boards are a reflection of um, the realities that are out there. But I think a, a board that prioritizes and values diversity, they, they can get it. I think those are really good points, Audra. And I think another point too is that just because you've recruited um, a person who adds diversity for your board doesn't mean that your job ends with that. A person, say if you are a woman who's walking into a room that's just full of men and, and that group has been traditionally men, or if you're a person of color who's coming onto a board that's entirely white and you're walking into that situation for the first time, that's going to be very intimidating. And the, the people in the room who's always been there might not recognize how difficult that can be. And so I think boards do need to have a strategy for not just recruiting people who add diversity, but for a training for their existing board members and new people coming on, making sure there's really robust orientation processes and, and strategies in place to make sure that people are feeling that they can contribute in a meaningful way and they're not just there, again, to to kind of meet a quota that, that makes the board look as if they're adding diversity without doing it in a meaningful manner. I don't know if you guys know of any strategies or have you heard of any um, processes for making sure that happens? So... I think it's a good role for cultural sensitivity training for a lot of organizations. Mm -hmm. I'm a member of Saskatoon Nutana Lions Club. And as one might expect with a Lions Club, we're a fairly undiverse group, predominantly older, predominantly male, and of course, predominantly white. This is, I think, not necessarily consistent of Lions Clubs across the world. They're operating in all countries. They usually look like some of the communities that they serve. But at the board level, we know that, you know, the demographics of Saskatoon, we're not reflecting them. Um, we need to better be able to understand the needs of communities that are different from our own members. We need to be able to better understand how we can access uh, different groups of people. How can we get them interested in our organization? And how can we as an organization better ourselves uh, to basically deliver a good message so that people understand us? and that we can understand uh, the needs of other individuals. So one of the things we've been taking on is having members of different communities from across Saskatoon come to our organization, talk with us, debunk things, um, have open dialogue, basically with an end eye towards improving how our organization reaches out to the community, and so that in the very long term we can look more like our community. I think it's also important to think of different and maybe somewhat unconventional ways of having um, authentic weigh-in by and from diverse communities. One thing that some organizations are doing quite effectively is using advisory councils or committees. 
So if, if there is a group that um, is not represented on the board, then they have a mechanism to directly link to them to get their perspectives on certain decisions or directions that the board wants to go and have that investment in, in a diverse opinion on, on something that the board is considering. Well, and the proof is in the numbers of that. I mean, Isabel Finley has done a lot of study on diversity and co-ops and diversity on boards and business. And there's proof in numbers that organizations that have female CEOs or executive directors, they often perform better. Organizations that have a portion of their board that are women or uh, visible minorities perform better. Groups that have a very diverse board do the best. Why is this? I'm not sure. I imagine it gets back to that diversity of opinion, that ability to make better decisions and appeal to a broader membership and client base. I know that uh, recently I uh, attended a meeting wherein the discussion around designated spots for underrepresented people uh, came up. And this particular discussion was around youth and having a seat on the board um, specifically for someone. I think youth keeps on getting older. So I think it was, it was under 35. So that says a lot about how old these people were. Um, but, and, and, and so it was a really interesting debate, um, among the members of those, uh, for and against. And, um, it was one of those things that I guess I'm wishy-washy. One person would speak and be like, yep, yeah, you, you can't have these designated seats. It's just, no, they can't work. And then somebody would get up in support of the youth seat and I'd be like, well, yes, we need youth here. And then you have to have a provision for their inclusion because they're connected to new things and they have valuable um, opinions that we need to have at the board. So I don't know, Kyle, if you have a lot of experience in that realm, but I know it is a topic of a discussion in the board governance world. Are you asking me that because I'm a youth? Well, you're an old soul, Kyle. As the under-35 representative. (laughs) You know, I've actually never been in any of those capacities. Every organization I've ever joined is just from personal interest. But, yeah, I mean, I think there's definite benefits to having young people on a board. Having, you know, a lot of retired individuals on a board is fine because they have that commitment to the organization. That's fantastic. But, you know, bringing fresh ideas, bringing very young, rejuvenated ideas um, is often highly beneficial because there is that motivation and want among, I would think, our generation, younger generations, to diversify the organization, to diversify your ideas and diversify the people involved. Mm -hmm. So I don't think anything bad can come from getting different opinions on what you're doing. Uh, Yeah, certainly there isn't anything bad from having different opinions, but I have been sort of the youth representative on a committee at one point. It was sort of a government interdepartmental committee back when I was, I think I was 24, and they decided they needed a youth representative. And so I would go to these meetings and not really sure why I was there because no one had really explained to me other than I was there to represent the youth. Um, I guess of the entire province of Saskatchewan. Um, I Congratulations. Yes, thank you. <laughs> and I think there was a bit of, uh, you know, this committee could kind of pat itself on the back because we have a youth member. But uh, yeah, expecting me to sort of represent everyone of my generation obviously wasn't they hadn't quite thought through what that role should be or what they would like to see from me so that is obviously another um did you do it do you think to represent the youth 
<laughs> I, uh, I didn't stay very long <laughs> on that committee. I think and that's another downfall of tokenism is that they're not going to feel engaged and they're going to be quickly able to see that the reason they're there is to, to check a box rather than to contribute. And so, yeah, it is very important to make sure that your, your reasons for recruiting people are meaningful and that you are making sure that they are given a platform to contribute meaningfully to the organization. You know, a lot of organizations, and I know of a lot of them in Saskatoon that are trying to move towards this, they, they want to look more like the communities that they serve. So they want to have representation on their boards from the community. So some of them are designating seats or doing targeted recruitment. Do you guys have experience with that or what do you think of that process? Well, yeah, I think in in my work around, you know, community economic development, uh, there is always uh, the awareness that the community you're trying to serve should be involved in the conversation about how best to do that. The problem you quickly run into, I think, is that the, the number of individuals out there aren't necessarily so numerous. Um, maybe it's not a big community, what have you. Maybe it's a community that's been sidelined by others um, and it has been ostracized or somehow dominated and controlled so they're ca- they're in the process of catching up really and so the number of individuals who you know have the capacity or skill set are tapped constantly so they're a group of people who are really in high demand um, and they're quickly exhausted because everybody wants a piece of them and everybody wants them to participate so it gets quickly exploitative in a different way and a sort of a you know an unusual way of their skill set of their time of their identity of their demographic and and you have to be careful to not do that because these are very important community members that have everybody asking them and then plus they have their personal lives too which they've got commitments there as well so do you guys know of any um other meaningful methods for making sure that you have diversity on boards you know i i think definitely coming back to cultural sensitivity training is an important thing. At the end of the day, for a lot of co-ops and a lot of organizations, membership in those organizations is member-driven. So to get someone on the board, you first need to get someone in as a member. So be an organization that people want to be a member of. And and there's easy, easy ways of doing that. Let the organization speak for itself. Let its work speak for itself. Do good things contact groups that you wouldn't normally contact, partner with groups that you wouldn't normally partner with, and talk about that openly. Um, I think it's a really hot topic in Canada to talk about diversity. I mean, we've got a quickly growing Indigenous population. We've got newcomers settling all across Canada. Um, The way Canada looks is changing. Our organizations need to change with it. And organizations need to be responsive to the services they provide and the way they provide them. And hopefully, I think that's really the first step to changing who's involved in those organizations. Well, Kyle, you started off the podcast by quoting Justin Trudeau. Um, and a slogan that I particularly like is Saskatchewan's motto, which is from many people's strength. So I think that's probably a good motto for boards also going forward, mm-hmm. um, taking strength from having diversity at, at your table.